Good morning to you. It is Saturday, just about a brand new month. I'm so happy that, uh, well, first of all, before I dive in, thank you, of course, for listening to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. January is just about over. I will say this is the first season in many years that uh, I surprisingly didn't have that January seasonal depression. Like, you know, January is one of those months that you feel that it, it just lasts for like six months, but it actually flew by fairly quickly. And considering the state of our world and the recent inauguration, the celebration of a female VP and Joe Biden, like, you know, there there was a lot of positivity come mid to end January, but then there's also a lot of civil unrest. There <laughs> will still be racism locked in place and white supremacy, but it's, it's, um, you know, the tide has shifted, change is here, but we have to stay actively going after cultivating that change and keeping it in place. And I just, you know, I feel like the world, like a few conversations that I was in recently all had that common theme of the world is heavy. It feels dark. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. And you're like, yeah, it is. And then, you know, whatever you may have going on in your personal life. And like yesterday I was just so exhausted. Like I started to get like chest pains and I don't ever get chest pains. Like, (laughs) but I know it's anxiety. It's it's the heaviness. It's just, it's life. It's, it's living this experience, you know, um, and finding your way through it. And if you're lucky, if you are truly lucky, you will do the work and you will discover who you authentically are and you will be okay with not wanting to go the same direction that everybody else does or that society expects you to. And that is a phenomenal place to be. And yesterday or last night, I was out with my homegirl, my soul sister. We had a wonderful, just just outliving, you know, safely, of course. But just, you know, we walked around the city grab some dinner. We went to a place that we've been trying to go to and it had such an incredible vibe. Like everything flowed. Everything was safe and clean and kind and on it. Like they were clearing the dishes like on it. And uh, we just kept sitting in the moment. Like we never looked at our phones. Like nobody in the place that was there looked at their phones. I looked around. I'm like, nobody's on their phones right now. No one's zoning out. Like everybody was present and in the moment. And uh, it was it was great to see and absorb. And then it hit me last night. And it was something that somebody said to me a few months ago. They were like, Amber, when are you going to understand that you're the vibe? I'm like, what? And they're like, it's cool. One day you'll get it. It's cool. But just know that it's you. Where you go, you're the vibe. 
and that came back around into my thoughts last night because I have always been a seeker ever since I was a little girl. And I've shared this in episodes before. I have always wanted to live this big life. And I wanted to have all this growth. And I just knew there was this great big world out there outside of my environment that I was living in, outside of the city that I was raised in and the circle of people I knew in my family and all of it. I knew that I wanted this big life that was different than what everybody else was living, but I didn't know what that was. So I've been a seeker since I was a little girl. And then, you know, you get into an adulthood and you're like, yeah, but I want this. I just, I want this thing, but I don't know what this thing is. And then it hit me last night what this person had said to me about me being the vibe. And I was like, you know what? I get it. When you finally get that you are the vibe that you've been looking for. And that's like a game changer. You know, like you have to keep reminding yourself like, hey, it's me, it's me. (laughs) But I, I understand that now, what they were trying to say. Everywhere that I will always go, whether it's a work environment, a relationship, a city, a restaurant, whatever, I'm the vibe because your energy stays with you. Like, think about it. Let's say you just got into a disagreement with somebody or you wake up and you're like, I am really not feeling good about myself today or you're tapping into what's happening out in the world or maybe you just you brush up against somebody out in the world and you're like, ooh, that energy is you, you know, like you take you with you. So every environment that you go to, your energy reflects that. And so, you know, and especially for me in my personal life, like I've always like was seeking out a relationship, even though somewhere (laughs) subconsciously I knew that like, I had goals and stuff and I didn't necessarily want to go all in, but I was still seeking that thing, that relationship, that perfect job or that perfect career or that great big city that I thought was just going to fill me up. But it's me. I'm the vibe. You're the vibe. You take you everywhere. Like, and if you think about it, like, yeah, okay, you may have a family right now. Or maybe you're single. But regardless, you spend the most time by yourself. You're not always with your kids 24-7. Maybe you are. But I doubt it that it's 24-7. Like you probably have a job to go to. Or maybe you find time to work out. Or you go run an errand. Or whatever it may be. You go to the bathroom. Like, you know, like you're always with you. You never leave you until your expiration date is up. And the more people understand that, that you are are a reflection of your, your environment is a reflection of you, actually. And so you always are with you and you take you everywhere. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about this morning as I sip on my delicious coffee in my one of my favorite mugs coffee mugs that says trust the journey
three wise words <laughs> that um, <clears throat> I live by and try to remind myself to trust the journey. Everybody is uniquely themselves in a world of chaos and beauty. <clears throat> but most definitely chaos right now. You know, like, I try. I try not to get political. I try not to care. But that's just not in me. You know, like, I'm a passionate woman. I'm an extremely passionate woman. And I think you get that if you've consistently listened to a few episodes. I I have so much passion where it wears me out sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, I feel depleted because I want to change the world. But I know that that's impossible because... You can't change people, but you can be the change and you can contribute to doing the work, helping where you can, you know, um, that's how change happens. But it's just, it's so, I, I just go down the rabbit hole with this life where you're like, I don't, I don't understand why we have so many barriers and why Wealthy white men want to take control over everything and have so much power and greed. Like, it's just, it's unnecessary, you know? It's, it's the great imbalance of this experience. We have one end of the spectrum, people living on the streets. And then on the way, way, way other side of the spectrum, we have the wealthiest people in the world that typically don't give two shits about people, <laughs> you know, and you're like, why, you know, and, um, the other day, cause you know, it's a full moon weekend, uh, a couple of days ago was the official like full moon, but it still lasts for a couple of days after that. So I love a full moon. Like I just, I love a full moon. Like I feel like that's when my energy is at its peak, is when a full moon is up in the sky. And so the other night, I was just, I saw a couple things about, you know, Biden signing these executive orders and Biden doing this and VP, you know, Kamala and like fantastic administration. Like I really am pleased with the leadership right now. Um, nobody's perfect. They have a big fucking job ahead of them for the next four years. But let's also remember that executive orders are not permanent. Every president has their own executive orders that they immediately change or unchange, you know, undo. So we don't know what is going to happen after these next four years. We have no idea. But what's so sad is that good for Biden administration that they're they're doing this incredible work and they're actually listening to people and trying to do big things and get to the root of systemic racism and dismantle white supremacy and care about the climate and care about modern day slavery and prisons and private prisons and all the things that of course other Americans would be like that's not right and why are they doing this but at the end of the day, we are fresh off of a toxic administration that basically wanted to strip everybody of their human rights, except if you're white, specifically white male, 
And that is just so incredibly, incredibly fucked up. You know, human rights. Okay, let's talk about that. The treasure in this human experience. Everybody wants it. People want to take it from others. It's fucked up. You shouldn't have to fight for your human right. We shouldn't have to spend the entire lifetime and experience fighting for human rights. And that I will truly never understand. Why fellow humans believe, truly believe, that they have the right to have the human rights of others. Like, why you believe you have the right to strip somebody of their right. And, um, you know, it's one of those forever conundrums. You know, like, how dare you? That's what I always think to myself. How fucking dare you? You are not God. And furthermore, let's talk about God. Like, I usually say, oh, don't get me started on religion. No, let's fucking talk about religion. I am not saying that religion is wrong. I think everybody has their their right to believe what they want. My issue is when you start shifting your beliefs onto other people and calling it religion. You know, like, think about the word God. People cringe and avoid using the word God. I even find myself doing it time to time because when you say God, people think it's some bearded man in the sky that's sitting on a cloud looking down and like chastising everybody. You're like, that is not God. Okay. Um, to me, God is higher consciousness. God is nature, love, unity. That's God. It's not a man sitting, you know, twirling his beard, looking at everybody and judging everybody. Come on. That's man-made religion right there. Trying to keep people boxed into this ideology that a man controls humans. Mm, no, that's that's actually on earth. Man controls humans. Trying to keep people in boxes. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> last week I'm, I finally watched, you know, it came out in 2013, I believe. And I avoided it. I'm very, I'm not going to lie about it. I avoided it because I was like, ooh, I don't, um. But I have the choice to avoid it. And that's the movie 12 Years a Slave. And I don't know if you've ever watched it. I cried through the whole fucking film. I even had to pause it because it was so intense. And I was, it, and it wasn't because, oh, I, I can't watch it. It's because I was so overwhelmed with disgust, even more so than I already have for fellow white folks. But it, And it's based off of a true story, which we all know slavery was truth anyways. But this specific story was based on a true story. And to be reminded very vividly and inhumanely how awful 
white people continuously, okay, will continuously do harm to black people in our ugly history that we want to try to say, oh, slavery, just get over it. Slavery, why are we still talking about it? Because it's still happening, but in other modern ways. Keeping a, a race of people in enslavement is still happening. Just because we got new leadership that's healthy don't mean that there ain't shit happening under the surface, on a local level. Like, let's talk about, you know what? Let's talk about on a local level right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Congressman Jim Banks. I can't stand this guy. Filth underneath the surface of national leadership. But, you know, he represents the state of Indiana. He represents Allen County. And he supports Trump. He thinks to this day that Trump was a fantastic leader and was against impeaching him. That's our local representation right there. Conservative Fort Wayne. And he's still got a few more years under his belt in his position. So yeah, the front man's out. But that don't mean that there isn't people planning and scheming underneath the surface. Because that's happening. Planning a comeback. Bipartisan. Hmm. With with the far right? Yeah. Okay. So going back to 12 Years a Slave, I had to have that side note because white supremacy is, is alive. You know, it's alive. And especially in Indiana, there's a lot of unhealthy, unspoken beliefs that still are locked in place. So when I was watching this movie last weekend... There was there was one really awful, evil slave owner, which you're evil anyways, but this one in particular was extra evil. And he kept referencing God and saying things like, you know, clearing out the evil and the darkness. And, and, and so when people get on their high horse of religion and God, it's like, yeah, and, and specifically white people, you know, I can't speak for religious black folks. I can only speak on fellow white folks. But when you start saying, well, God told me this and God said this and God doesn't like that, let's always remember that a bulk of slave owners were very strong religious folks who thought that God was telling them to own slaves. Okay? So that is my issue with religion. I am spiritual. I believe in equality and love and respect and and believing in a greater force that's larger than you. But I do not believe that a religion should dictate human rights, should dictate people's livelihoods and choices. Never, never, never. And now that I had, had watched this movie and 
had that moment of like truly listening to like what this person was saying, you're like, yeah, that's still being referenced in 2021. You think about abortion. You think about the LGBTQ community. A lot of the resistance with just those two specifically is backed by religion. You can have your beliefs, but it does not mean that your beliefs need to be tied to the government. You know, like I still, I just, I don't understand why the government has to even talk about religion. I mean, you can say God because everybody's got a God that they pray to, whether you agree with it or not. But like we live in a country that's supposed to be a beautiful, healthy country of possibilities in the land of the free. Bullshit. This land was never free. This land was white ownership and white possibilities. But immigrants make up this country. If it were not for immigrants, we would have nothing. This country was built on the backs of others. And that is our history. And that is what we have to acknowledge constantly. Because that is how this country was created. It was not because, oh, let's go to America, land of equality. Hey. No. No. And we refuse to fully acknowledge that. We refuse to give reparations to black people. Reparations. Like, I was in a conversation. (laughs) Oh, God. I was in a conversation Uh, a while back. And and it was a fellow white person. And we got into this debate. And they were more emotionally (laughs) um, triggered than I was. And they had said... Well, I'm, I don't believe in reparations and I'm not going to stand for, for paying for reparations. Why? Because. What for? They're just going to blow it anyways. Uh, what? So then I had to explain why it's not your place to decide if black people blow the money that they whatever baby get for reparations that is not your fucking job but what is rightfully due to them absolutely for how we treated black people african-americans and and then you know you get the people that are like oh well there was european slaves and there was irish slaves first of all there's not really a lot of facts on the irish slaves uh, belief But it's like white people just refuse to acknowledge that we have a history of evil and and inhumane acts of evil. (sighs) Like, let's stop trying to be like, oh, we've moved past that. Just just get over slavery. God. How about you watch that movie and you ask yourself, could you let that go? If that was your past, if that was your culture of how your ancestors were treated and how you were embraced (laughs) as the beginning of how this country was built. Could you get over that? I couldn't. I'd be like, fuck white people. And I say that fully knowing that I'm white and I'm included. Because you know, like, 
to to the outside world, you you are automatically judged on your skin type and your skin color. And it just it makes me sick to my stomach that my my skin color had caused so much toxicity and um and pain pain that still is being faced today and this is where it's like i exhaust myself of this human experience because i i just i'll never understand or relate to the operations of of this country or <clears throat> the operations of unhealthy human mind. And so then I'm like, okay, when is the spaceship coming for me to go hang out on Venus for a little bit? Because, you know, that's the planet of love. Why would you not want to go there? Let me just go spend about six months there, okay? <laughs> I'll be back. Maybe not. So going back to the original point of the episode today of reminding myself that I am the vibe that I've been looking for. Every okay, so right now obviously with COVID, me personally, I'm not out and about like helping deeply in the community. Um because you know, there's still a little bit of uncertainty of like what is going on with this COVID? When is it going to quote end? But I do in my day-to-day interactions, oh man, I if I could go into the amount of shit that I witness and am in conversations with of people and their ignorance and their racism and their, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And them not seeing. Or if they do, they're like, oh shit, I can't believe I just said that or and you're like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Someone said to me, they're like, well, you know, I mean, I told, they're like, that's great that you're like calling people out, but you can't really tell someone not to say that racial slur. Yes, the fuck I can. <laughs> yes, the fuck I can. Because it's not like, I don't like chocolate ice cream. And me being like, uh, you can't say that. You better say you love chocolate ice cream. That. I can't say someone can like chocolate ice cream or not like chocolate ice cream. But when you drop the N word in, in a conversation with me, you bet your ass I'm going to call you out on it because that's not something that white people ever need to say ever considering the origin of it. White people created that word and attached a meaning to it, and a lack of value to it. So the next time that you hear, if you're white, a fellow white person use it, remember the origin, or or take it a step further, actually watch 12 Years a Slave. Like really watch it and understand what we have done to black people. Besides, you know, the small little education that we learned growing up. Okay, well, from this year to this year was slavery. The end. (laughs) Like, well, wait, well, what happened? (laughs) Why? Well, we don't need to get into all that. 
It happened. It's over. Move on. <clears throat> but I'm proud of, of the generations that are coming up. You know, like someone had shared a video with me and I posted it on my um, Instagram at Nurture Your Soul. And it was a young teen white girl who was challenging her family on racism. And I like got teared up because I was so proud. Because when I was her age, I was not knowledgeable in in racism and um, calling people out and understanding what that really was because of my circumstances that I was raised in was not a welcoming equality environment. You know, it was make sure you understand who you are and what you're not. <clears throat> so watching this little girl just like stand up for black people to her parents, I was like the unicorn of a white family. And that when the time comes... She will outgrow her birth family. Trust that. Because it gets, to the, you know, it's like that phrase, um, family over everything. I never understood that phrase. I get how people believe that. If you come from a healthy family, I totally get that. But my upbringing was not like that and even current day still don't have close relationships with my family members because we have so like it's one thing where you're like I don't like this well I don't really like it either but when you have like strong Trump supporters in your family yeah we really got nothing in common we can like shoot the shit maybe for like real quick but that that doesn't last long. You can't build a deep, loving connection with someone who has such polar opposite beliefs and everything that you stand for and you're passionate about and they challenge you on. Where do you meet in the middle? Where's your common ground? I, no, no. So... I just, I love the youth that is growing up with their own voice and doing the work of understanding how those of, of different races and nationalities are really being treated. I think it's beautiful, you know? Um, and and I, I have grown in the last, um, we'll say 10 years specifically, that family is not everything. If you are lucky enough and fortunate enough to have a wonderful family that gets it, that like encourages equality and encourages healthy leadership and taking care of humanity, pff, don't take your family for granted. But if you can relate to me having family members that just don't get it, that want to throw out white statistics and black-on-black -black crime and don't understand Black Lives Matter and support Trump and maybe call you a radical because of your strong beliefs, trust me, you will find your community. It's going to be lonely for a little bit. 
maybe quite a few years. But that's where you build your your resiliency. That's where you find out who you are. That's where you become so fucking confident that you don't care that you're standing by yourself. You don't care that people don't like you or think you're radical or whatever else. And that is why the whole point of this podcast, (laughs) self-love and the walk back to self-love is because I have had to learn the stability and importance of self-love. Because if you don't love yourself and believe in you and what you are passionate about or what you are awakening to, it's going to be rough. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. I uh, haven't done an episode in a little bit, so, you know, I was, I was waiting. I was like, it'll come out when it's ready. And uh, today was that day. So thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Mask up. Social distance. (laughs) You know, if you choose to take the vaccine or if you don't, that's up to you. Um... And just take care of yourself overall. Be a good human. We are on this earth for a very limited time in the bigger picture of life. And we spend so much of it fighting over shit that we don't need to be fighting over. When in all reality, it should just be allowing all of us to have access to a piece of the pie. Not white, wealthy people take all of the pie and everybody else got to scrounge around for a crumb. <laughs> You know, like, it's crazy to me. So be good to yourself, be good to others, and I will talk to you when I talk to you. Peace and love.